Thanks for having me. So introduce us to your company and what Embark does. From what I understand, this is software. You're not making the trucks, right? You're just helping them figure out how to go by themselves? Yeah, that's exactly right. So Embark is the longest running self-driving truck program in America. We've been developing software that powers trucks that drive themselves since 2016. And the idea here is that this is an, an asset light model where we end up licensing this software to some of the major shippers and, uh, and major fleets in the United States, folks like uh, Werner Enterprises or Knight, Swift. Um, and the, ultimately what this allows is it allows those carriers to go out, deploy huge amount of this technology across their fleet uh, and over the long term to be significantly more competitive, right? They're able to be a lot more efficient, save a lot of money, save a lot of time, uh, and we're also allowing them to be more fuel efficient, uh, which I think is something that, that we're really excited about and uh, have been doing. I see on the, on the screen there some of the electric drayage pilots we've been doing, uh, which have been certainly very, very exciting for a lot of their fleets. So how do you turn, I think maybe this is part of it, uh, how do you turn a truck that's not self-driving into a self-driving one just by virtue of software alone? Or, or do these have to be trucks built and ready to accept a self-driving software? Yeah, so, so one of the things that really differentiates Embark's approach is that, so there are, there are four major truck manufacturers in the United States, and we're the only one that's really taken an approach where we're developing a platform that we want to be able to run across all those different manufacturers. And the way that we do that, you can think about there being really three parts to getting a driverless truck on the road. So first you have the base vehicle, which has uh, the ability to have drive-by-wire. So uh, all of the major OEMs are working on this. This is something we spend a lot of time uh, with the tier ones, sort of understanding the components. But basically you have a truck that has the ability to be controlled by a computer. And that's the first piece okay. that comes off the factory line. The second piece is you layer in uh, sensors and compute. And that's something that Embark has modules for, and then you run the software on top of that. And now these uh, uh, companies that are making the vehicles themselves, uh, these top tier companies, why do they not also have this, their own software ready to go on top of these and selling it as a whole entity? Is it just a degree of expertise? They've been busy doing the truck part and they need someone with a robotics uh, expertise to show them how to do it? Uh, or is that a risk down the road that they could compete with you by just writing their own softwares? Yeah, so what you'll see is that the trucking industry is pretty unique in that it has this uh, Lego brick styling. Okay. Um, each of the individual pieces is kind of its own module. And the role of the manufacturer is really to take the modules that are selected by the fleet and integrate them together, okay. put those Lego bricks together into a package. And so you'll actually see most truck brands offer multiple options. Sometimes there'll be an in-house option, mm. but they'll usually also offer external options for most components. So they might have an in-house engine, but they'll also offer a Cummins engine. Uh, they'll offer multiple different brands of axle. And so when we look at how self-driving is going to play out, we think it's going to look fairly similar. That um, in a few cases, you might see manufacturers that have their own uh, brand of software. But we think Embark can be especially attractive because we can go to a fleet and offer them software that they can run across multiple brands of truck. And the reality is almost all the major fleets in the United States are running multiple brands of truck. And so that's something that's really attractive. Okay, cool. I like the Lego brick analogy. Easy to follow, makes sense. 
you're designing a particular brick everybody needs, uh, or maybe it's Tetris, you've got the L that everyone is looking for. So then the business right now, what do those contracts look like, or do you still have to sell these uh, uh, companies on it? So walk me through kind of the financials that you know right now that you're able to share before you go public. Yeah, so we're, we're uh, certainly very excited um, we have a fleet of trucks that operate in the U.S. Sunbelt today. So we have uh, 16 trucks in our fleet that are out uh, running freight with safety drivers in them, but running freight with our partners, uh, actually making sure that the technology works uh, and doing it with the self-driving software we've developed. Um, one of the big announcements that uh, we just made in the last handful of days uh, is with a company called Rider that is one of the largest uh, one of the largest owners and operators of, of truck and maintenance facilities. Mm -hmm. um, and so we're working with Ryder to start rolling out uh, a network of what will ultimately be up to 100 transfer points across the country. Uh, and so this is going to allow the fleet partners that we work with to be able to bring the truck to a variety of different cities and receive a consistent experience uh, and pick up and drop off loads. So one of the things about driverless trucks to note is that they don't go all the way into a downtown. That's what makes it faster and easier to deploy this tech. Instead, they stop off at a transfer point, like uh, this network we're talking about here. Uh, and then you have a local driver who's gonna come and pick up and do the last few miles mm. into the city. Okay, interesting. So you're right now monitoring how these are functioning and how the trucks are operating. And it seems like, uh, obviously, until now, you've been around for a while. You've been developing the software. Just to circle back to, actually, the first phrase you said, this is an asset light model. I like the way you went straight into what the investors are looking for. The other question that I'm wondering from an investment perspective is, is it capital intensive still? Should investors expect at the debut a money-losing enterprise at the cost of revenue growth at this point? Or where do you stand on that trade-off between top-line growth spending to build a product and making money from that product yeah of, of course developing transformational technologies is uh, never going to be quite as cheap as developing a website um, but embark has certainly taken a lot of steps to make this an incredibly efficient business and so uh, one of the things we're really excited about we announced in june a spac transaction uh, that'll raise uh, 600 million dollars net of redemptions for the company uh, that'll be closing in Q4 uh, with uh, a SPAC brand called Northern Genesis Acquisition Corp. Mm -hmm. And we believe that that fund will give us m all the money to execute on our plan and commercialize the technology at scale in 2024, plus okay. some buffer. And so uh, when we look at uh, sort of the, the cash position of the company and, and what we're going to achieve by doing that merger with NGAB, uh, we think that that puts us in a position to have the money we need to execute on the plan in the bank.